Joe presents TKO together with 32 Red. Hello, welcome to round five of TKO here on Joe together with 32 Red. This week, myself and Carl are joined by former British European Commonwealth champion and of course, Carl's trainer, uh, Jamie Moore. Um, now, on the first episode, those of you who watched will know that Carl and I kind of relived the, the night of the 22nd of December where you fought uh, Josh Warrington. Um, neither of you have watched the fight back though, have you? Not in its entirety. I've seen wee bits floating around social media that I've watched, none of which seem to be going in my favour at all. But that's all I've seen. Uh, what about you? Yeah, same. BT Sport put uh, like a highlights version of it. So I've seen that's about six, seven minutes long. So uh, I take it that's all the best bits. Yeah, all, all the best all bits. All the worst bits, so to speak. Well, <laughs> and unfortunately for you guys, we're, we're going to relive uh, the whole thing today. Now, for those of you uh, watching, obviously, you'll be able to see the highlights uh, that we're watching uh, as we go through them. For those of you listening on the podcast, um, I'll be talking you through them. So I'll kind of talk you through which round we're in and what we're looking at action-wise, just so you can follow uh, along with us. Um, how are you feeling about this? I'm all right. I've been I've I've been sitting here looking at a pause screen for quite a while so I'm, I'm ready for it I need to watch it because I'm going to continue on my career so I need to watch it okay all right guys well we're gonna um get this video rolling uh, courtesy of Queensbury Promotions thanks very much for giving us access to this uh let's hit play so we're going to start right at the beginning now uh, of round number one Jamie just first of all um the first minute of this fight not a great deal happened what was the game plan um for the first couple of rounds against Josh well, it was it was dependent on on what Josh did. I sort of anticipated he'd do what he did, where he he went off on the back foot and tried to move around and get Carl to come to him. And we felt like he was going to do those rushes and those those quick attacks. The game plan was to to not engage and, and stand and trade. But sometimes your your heart rules your head, and and that's what happened with Carl. Already, I look too relaxed here. So we're we're looking at the first ten seconds of of round number one. Yeah. Pretty quiet first minute, and actually a lot of the 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 beginnings of the rounds Warrington started slowly yeah how are you feeling at this stage I, I remember think, actually thinking uh, if he's going to if he's going to box like this I'm going to be alright here <laughs> 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 but then he's uh, he's surprised me and he's I think the tactics they got were, were, were pretty were pretty spot on to be honest why did uh, you say you're too relaxed at this stage I just look a bit relaxed a bit upright um, wee, a wee bit rigid here. You agree with that, Jamie? See, I just, I, I sort of thought Josh would start like that on the back foot, and and this is what he, he's done this in the past when he fought Kiko Martinez. He sort of went in the back foot, um, but he's not he's not really effective while he's on the back foot. It, but he's very effective when he comes forward, and as soon as he changes that pace and comes forward, we always knew that was the danger. Um, I, I'd said to Carl throughout training. See, this is where he does come forward. That's the first. That's the first kind of burst of action. He jumps. I think forward. I've already been hurt there. Well, there I was hurt there. Definitely. This is where you hurt. Now you see, the the, the, the fact that he stood trading was <laughs> something what we was was a definite no no. I said the only way that he can have success is if you hold your feet and, and stand and trade with him. You can't live with you, you know, in, in a boxing match, only in a fight. Um, you know, I, I just we'd stressed and we, we'd, we'd had conversations all the way through training about. Um, even even Carl winning big on the scorecards was never physically going to be an easy fight. It was always going to be fought at high tempo. So I kept saying to him, you know, even if you win it clearly, it's not going to be physically easy um, because that's the sort of fighter Josh is. Um, I was hurt here. You can visibly see I was I was hurt a little bit and taken by surprise. I think because I know like I was expecting a, a really physical fight. Um, 
But I think, I think his, his power surprised you. Didn't yeah, he? massively, massively the power. I didn't, I didn't expect him to be the punch as hard as he as he did. Final forty seconds in a round of one. You're looking tentative. You're kind of on the outside of the ring, and obviously you were holding centre for the first minute and a half. Yeah, I've been. I was hurt there in that round more than I've ever been hurt in my life. And I'm just standing here. You know what I mean? Once I've been hurt, I'm like, and I, it was in this round at some point. I think it was either when I fell back awkwardly, or in one of these barrages of he bashed his knee against my left thigh just where that tattoo is what was it like a dead leg kind of sensation yeah pretty much and, and so the, even there your balance the, is yeah, off yeah the balance is bad there but the the bruising was um, the bruising was pretty bad over the next few days I, I, I think you're still there the week after yeah in Dubai, yeah in Dubai yeah so I mean that's a pretty torrid opening round of course as far as opening and, rounds and, go and you know, my advice in the corner is what, why are you standing trading? Don't do that. That's not the plan. The plan is to keep them feet moving, you know, get him on the way in. Um, let's start again and, and try and, you know, forget that first round now. Let's regroup and start yeah. again. Um, so, yeah. Wang, I'm back to the corner here as well. Um, bad round, hurt in the round. Um, let's have a watch of this again. Just looking at some highlights I think here. That's probably the one that hurt me there. So that's yeah. the first major exchange. You both throw three or four shots, but he doesn't back up at all. You caught him with a solid left hook again. This is when you reel back across the ring and I wonder whether, Carl, that's when you maybe hurt your leg. Maybe. Potentially. I don't I don't exactly know when, but when, I, when I'm back to sit down in between the first and second round, the leg was sore there and the plan was always to get up on my toes, but the last thing I want to say to Jamie is, you know, I've just got battered and around there. Uh, my leg sore. You know, he he might think <laughs> he wants out. You know what I mean? No, I didn't want. I didn't want to give that impression at all. Yeah, I can understand him him, him not wanting to disclose that with me. Um, the, the the fact of the matter was, Josh hit harder than even probably I give him credit for. Mm. Even though I did say during camp, you know, I think he'll hit, he'll hit a bit harder than you anticipate. What yeah. all these records suggest. I was speaking to a kid actually at um, the, the the border control meeting a few Sundays ago. And he, he was Josh's main sparring partner for the fight and for the Selby fight. And he said he'd sparred him for years before it and before the Selby fight, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he started punching much harder. He said, which surprised him because he'd sparred him for a couple of years. And he said, and then into the next camp for, for Carl's fight, again, it, his power had increased pretty dramatically. So that, that pro- probably explains the reason why he, he was... He was having an effect like he was, and maybe it's maturity, you know, a little bit of slowing slowing his feet down or, or getting his body to rotate a little bit more, but he's certainly carrying more power than he was. Into round two now, so the first minute of, of round two Started is down KG. for those of you listening. You're cagey, but you're holding the distance a little bit better than you were yeah. in, the, in the first round behind the jab. I guess that's, that's part of the conversation that you'd had in between the round. Yeah, and a big part of it was don't be on that centre line. You know, when, when he does make those rushes and comes forward... Um, he, he's very erratic with it. He sort of throws punches in bunches. But if you're straight in the middle, he's got to land. If you if you come off off centre and change that angle, he's, he's not, you're not going to be there to hit. Carl, he's moving to his right a lot as well. Do you find it hard to to find a home for the right hand? Because it looks as if he's moving to his right hand um, side more than usual. I, maybe I, I was just watching this here. I was stepping back and and kind of creating a decent bit of distance with my left hand. But I should have been maybe throwing a right hand over straight away, one step back. But I had him. I had him a lot of shots. Well, his face was marked up as much as yours was. Yeah, but he, 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 like they were, they were bouncing off him. You know what I mean? I was the one that was visibly hurt more in any exchange 
even though he landed more than me, but I landed a number of clean shots on him. I'm not I'm not the softest puncher in the world. I can punch, but he's he's a he's a tough guy. I watched this yesterday, and in there's a there's a 30 second spell. At the end of round two, he hits you with 30. Five shots out of 40 that he throws and not all of them are landing on the head some of them the arms the elbows the gloves but that's this is, this is what we're watching now this has got to be a hurt oh, look at that's just well for me you know I'm swinging I yeah. swung a left and a right hook from my arse you know what I mean like yeah I mean sometimes when you I, I've been there myself as a fighter it, it's so so difficult to bring yourself back out of this situation once you decide to engage you know you, we're all fighters for a reason and, and you know when, when when somebody buzzes you or hurts you instinct takes over so you're not thinking about the tactics what we've been working on for the last three months you're thinking about survival and trying to dissuade him from, from letting his own his own hands go so I've just caught my wife Christine who's got her head down there and it's making me a bit emotional watching her you, you, you don't like when you're in the fight you fight and uh, flip me um, watching her going through that and I felt like I understand why she she spoke to me and said uh, like she doesn't want me to box anymore I completely understand that but just watching her it's the first time I've seen her this is me getting a bit annoyed now but obviously emotions are running high because I never anticipated Carl to be dragged or be be able to be dragged into a fight like that and, and let's be brutally honest as much as Carl sort of was dragged in Josh Warrington made him um, fight that sort of fight you know he was he was persistent with his attacks he was uh, he, he threw his punches in bunches and it's very very difficult to, to not engage in that way um, there is stuff what we can do I, I don't want to give too many, I, I think too many things away my, in case my feet, fighting him again yeah my feet are my best attribute one of them anyway and I just didn't use them as 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 I should have, and without well, making too much of a shoot, I think that, that leg I, I, definitely. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if you, you're going to do yourself justice there because I think as the, as we watch this fight, it progresses now. This this was another not a great round, but I think it was after this round we sort of got you back on track, and for you to be able to pull yourself back on track after such a horrendous start is testament to your conditioning and your character as well just watch watch my feet here like we're we're at the start of the third round you know and look at my face and, and how I'm plodding already you'd, you'd swear this was eight rounds in yeah. you know what I mean well I said I've, I've said this a few times to a few different people after three rounds it was like he'd done 12 in the corner that's how so physically it looked to me like he'd done 12 rounds so not a bad shot for him to be able to go 12 and, and compete the way he did was was a good you know, testament to his character. So we're into round three now, second minute, uh, just ticking through. And as you say, just the, the pace has just dropped a little bit and it's been pretty non-stop up to this point. I think it was fought in, in dips and troughs, wasn't it? You know, it, there wasn't, it wasn't constant action, certainly not at this stage. I think as it went down the stretch, it was more of a, a dogfight. But um, it, as, as I said before, Josh got his tactics very, very, very good. Um, I was talking to his dad actually his dad was down at the gym he's today brought a lad down sparring with Akib and uh, you know we we were sort of talking about how good a fight it was for the fans and, and you know maybe do it again in the future and uh, I think I don't think any boxing fans would be complaining about that if that fight got made so just currently you're, you're toe to toe and Josh has just got his head he, in just, he just caught me or I blocked the first few shots but he, he caught me at the end of that exchange 
I'm just look. I'm looking outside the ring at people's faces, like my family and stuff, and um, and they're obviously a bit of concern. Um, yeah, look at look at my face. You know, three rounds in, and it's uh, it's a wee bit a, lot, a lot of people in the crowd are shocked. They've got like a shock look on their yeah. face. I don't think they expected it to start the way it did. What's it like to to see your family sitting ringside? Does it bring it home? Yeah, I, I, just Christine there. Mainly, you know, she's she's still sitting with her, you know, covering her face. Um, mm. I suppose it's not it's not nice for anyone that's close to you to, to witness that, and and they're not in control of it at all. You know, I'm I'm in there, so uh, I just keep I can't I can't draw my eyes away from her. I'm trying to watch the fight, but I keep looking at her. There's <laughs> <laughs> 20 seconds to go then in the uh, in the third round. I mean big difference in a fighter like this and someone like Nonito Dene because those shots are stinging single shots he's mm. got he's got power in the, in the shots but not physically a strong guy someone you can move around Dunair. Josh yeah, yeah Dene whereas with Josh it doesn't seem like you're able to move him back at any point or nah. manoeuvre him as you want to yeah I mean th- th- that's not really an issue it's definitely not when when you've got the attributes what Carl's got and that, that was my thing and I think I said it at the end of this round you know close around her but he, he, he won the round so yeah and you, you sort of he was on the way there to get him back on track yeah. tactics wise and letting him walk into the shots so I kept saying close the door in his face don't stand and engage with him mm. as soon as he wants to engage close the door on him tie him up turn him get off the centre you know let him walk into the shot so what, I'm, what I was saying about him being able to pre- press the issue I mean that was that's that's a shot that and then step away that's, that's me attack, like that's yeah. what I that's, that's my game you know what I mean so was it just the leg that was, was well a lot of it it was hurting me to the, the I, like I was feeling it after doing certain things, I could feel it. Look, like, just walk around the silly shots. Mm. Um, I, th- I think pride yeah. was, was was a big factor early on, and I think once you swallowed your pride, I think after that third round, I thought, right, if I'm gonna, I, I, my words were something along the lines of, if you want to win this fight, start listening. Yeah, stick to the tactics. Or are you gonna? Lose? Well, l- let me try and score us. So I'm three down after three, right? So. We'll score it as we go along. This, I would say, Carl, coming up is your best round. Just a reminder for uh, listeners uh, on the podcast, you're listening to Joe on TKO. Uh, we're into round four of our review of Frampton uh, and Warrington uh, with Carl Frampton and Jamie Moore. This is where you seem to get back to the basics of, and I think the pattern that most people thought we'd see established in the fight, you sticking mm-hmm. and moving, keeping the range, making him miss. You can see as, as soon as Josh is sort of making out and trying to come forward and engage, Carl's taking that little half step back and not engaging, which is he's, he's nullifying what he's trying to do. So now you're backing Josh Warrington up to the ropes, and this is the first time in the fight that you've actually done this, really, because he was yeah. he's been on the front foot for, for large portions of it. Although yeah. I would say, Jamie, one thing he does give away that on the whole of, of, of all the rounds he gives away the first minute and then he tends to start to get to yeah, work and, and that happened in the first two rounds what, what Carl didn't do in those first two rounds was, was establish any work himself he, he followed him round he walked see what him. I'd done there just there I, like I I, I, did, I was it was pushing me back and I pushed I just walked into him and, yeah. and closed the distance yeah. see there that's perfect as he comes in yeah. you just dip to your right hand side clinch him and then if and I'd then done that the, the first two rounds it made a different story <laughs> Steve well, McManaman I think, I think the, the, the first three rounds or the first two definitely set the pattern of the fight in a way and gave you such a horrendous start it gave yourself a mountain to climb mm. but again you know credit where it's due you, you pulled yourself back on track in this round and uh, observation from, from our producer Simon he said for the first time Christine's actually got her hands down from her yeah, eyes yeah, she's, yeah, she's watching I've, I've, I've 
I've seen that. Uh, well, yeah. your body language is different. You see that? Look, that little half step back there. You, yeah. You're not engaged, and you're not willing to engage. Look at my dad's face as well. Mm. He he doesn't show a lot of emotion, but he just he looks a bit. He looks a bit sad. <laughs> see. Yeah. So so single pot shots and, and away not being there for the comeback. Yeah, the two minute, the first two minutes of this round are, are a bit better. Well, in term from in terms of what I'm talking about and my and what I've done, they're, they're definitely far better. Actually, of course. And and look, this this is nowhere near as exciting and, and, and you know fanatical pace like it was. They're the perfect. Two. That's see but, what I've done there. Close the distance. That's the way you win a fight against yeah. someone like Josh Wellington. You don't make it exciting. You make it a, a boxing match. Again, that's a, that's a good example of what I should have been doing. Yeah, just a, just a description for for people who are listening. Obviously, you're stepping into range, but but as soon as he tries to to throw, you're smothering his attack, dipping to the right hand side, clinching, and then letting the ref separate you and, and going again. Yeah, he's either dropping his weight in him and giving him a nudge backwards, or he's he's totally stepping back and stepping out of punching range. Nothing because this really is... landed here to but those shots, presumably when they when they're hitting you on the elbows, the arms, the hips, that's gonna that's gonna start to take its toll as the fight goes on. A little to a certain extent, but I think you know they're not scoring punches. For I think the I won that to, round. To take on board. You, you didn't win that round. round. Huh? You, you won the round. Three but, one. But coming it, back. But, <laughs> but he was running these rounds bigger because he was more yeah, action. Yeah, whereas yeah. he was making sure that he, you know from a scoring point of view, you won the round, and, and that's what I wanted all the way through. Really. He's trying to make it simple because he can't. I'm saying that he's trying to make it simple because he can't live with your skill. Exactly. Yeah. So you're saying essentially don't don't stand and trade with him because well, that's what he's having most success. in the corner was don't lower yourself to his level yeah. and stand and trade. Bring him to your skill set. And and in the pockets of action where you were doing that, working on the outside, keeping things long, he was struggling. It was it was the points where as, there was always a point in every round where he managed to drag you into the inside exchanges, and that's when he had success. The thing with Josh is he knows what he's good at, and 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 he's a very very good high octane pressure fighter who lets physical, his and if you physical. stand and trade with him in front of him you're going to come second best because because the pace he fights at he's been doing it for years you know you can't match him for it so how are you feeling watching this so far into round five ah, okay okay just a bit I, I know how the fight went you know what I mean in my head it was a uh, give me that round good BT well done <laughs> Barry oh, they, Jones. Gave, they gave the third round a 10-10 which I disagree with I think I was warning this round um I feel okay watching it. I just know that I could have done, so could have feet, done a lot, a lot better. Li- livened up a little bit there as well. So mentally, where are you at this point in the fight? Feeling like you're getting any sort of foothold? I, I, I don't know. Even, like, seeing fights when you've won pretty big and convincingly, you're still unsure of, like, how good a round is. Like, I don't know what Josh is thinking, but even the, the rounds that he's winning big, for example, the second round... Is he going back to the corner and thinking, I definitely won that round, didn't I? Or is he questioning it? Because I, I would, I think me personally, I would be questioning a lot of a lot of rounds, even when you do win them big and you watch back on TV. But here I am, standing, having a fight again. This I mean, is annoying me when I see this. Is it? So yeah. what, what, what are you shouting at yourself to do that you're not doing? Fucking move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but do you know, th- th- this is what I'm saying to you about being in that situation once once you've had that horrendous start and you, physically you're very tired you're not always capable of doing what your brain wants you to do so like like I was saying before you, you've got to give yourself credit for being being able to bring yourself back into this because yeah. you really could have gone you know what I'm in this fight now and, and it's going to be a fight let's just have a dog fight the fight you got injured um, 
against Aussie Duran, wasn't it? You got injured early. Yeah. Your hip went. Yeah, yeah. And it was a training injury. I carried it into the fire. I thought it had been all right, and he just went. And that was very much a case. Your game plan went out because you had to switch orthodox. God, I, was, I boxed the ref for orthodox, and uh, <laughs> foolishly asked the ref. The ref was going to pull me out then in the second round, and. Uh, I asked him to give me another round and, uh, and then I got chilled in the next round so yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have asked him decision out your hands yeah <laughs> but I guess that that speaks to what you were saying Carl in, in not wanting to mention too much to Jamie because you don't want to get pulled out of a fight and no, you think you might be able to find a way back into and it. a point in this fight I was just thinking don't get stopped there's another bad round there's a winding round so you're both standing toe to toe and trading digging into the body uppercuts through the middle yeah. it's all short arm shots here I mean yeah. you, you've said he hurt you on multiple occasions do you feel like you hurt him at any point because he was marked no, up no I I, uh, I I don't no I haven't been honest I didn't in the I fight feel like I've hurt him I don't think you didn't hurt him in that but I don't, I don't think he, you, did, you didn't you definitely didn't hurt him as much as he hurt you but you, I think you, you, you buzzed him up a couple of times I think a left up there you, you, you sort of stopped him in his tracks but he covers it up very well he does he's, he's got a real good chin good chin great poker face so that's the end of round number five um, let's go out to him 4-1 Warrington after five agree with that Jamie? yeah I would yeah, yeah, yeah. So but, this, but this see, point. That, that was a competitive round and he, you sort of went there was pockets where you stood and traded and there was pockets where you, you give him that distance yeah. so it was a closer round but I thought in my head and I without actually watching the entirety of the fight I feel like there was a few rounds that were close that he kind of won with a barrage in the last sort of 30 seconds as well he was very very active in the last portion of every yeah. round very active and that's the last thing that sticks in judges minds because if you have a KG 45, 45 seconds at the beginning so this is you here looking looking at you probably the most marked up you've been at this stage of a fight in your yeah career. yeah definitely easily if um, if if a judge is watching a close round and they you know coming into the last minute and they're thinking it's close on this and then someone finishes the round strong you know it's it's natural that you're going to go with a kid who fi- finishes the round stronger I know you've brought into your sort of training armoury a lot of the techniques that Oliver Harrison used to teach you in terms of conditioning and fitness. So fitness at this point, you're not having any concerns about him? No, so do you know what? I, I, Can I, I talk I, about my fitness as well? Yeah. People, I, I, I think there was a few people talking about my fitness levels and, and Josh Warrington, Duracell Bunny looks like he'd go on all day. He, Josh is pretty fit and, and always fit and that's his style. I, I didn't feel in that fight, at the end of the fight, as if... I was any more tired than I had been in previous fights. If I'm being honest, it was a high-paced fight. My fitness levels—I I didn't feel like—I didn't feel like I was unfit I did, I, in I, the slightest. I had a conversation with Rachel yesterday, who runs um, the stuff what we do at MIP, you know, in the yeah. altitude chamber, and that 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 had a massive input into the reason Carl was able to stay in this fight and finish the twelve rounds. Like I keep saying, after that horrendous start in the first three, it was testament to his conditioning. And, and I think that played a big part of it. So into round six now. Um, but I'm doing okay in. here. This is again, you're tying him up, little, little, little shots to the back of the head. I think you just said to the referee there. Fighters don't tend to moan to the referee unless they're feeling a little bit uncomfortable, right? Because if you're feeling comfy, yeah. you let those things go. How are you feeling at this stage, do you think? Um, I, in the fight, um, like, you know, if, if I continue to do from not knowing, or not like if I take myself out of the equation if I continue to do what I have been doing say I've done in the fourth round I can still come back and win this fight yeah. I haven't been dropped you know I've lost some rounds pretty big but in my head when the fight was going on in the middle rounds 
I still didn't think I was coming back. I mean, it's so much harder to read a fight when you're the fighter. It is, and f- from my point of view in the corner, after the fourth round and then the fifth round, even though, I'm, you know, watching it back here now, I'd have just give it Josh. In my mind, I thought, you know, he could have got that round as well. So possibly, to, you know, we've got two rounds, Josh has got three. I'm thinking going into the sixth, we've still got a chance here. Mm. You know, he's not totally out of the equation. You're not calling for the knockout at this point? Absolutely not. No. And I, I was hoping that Josh would try and punch stupid, himself out. Stupid, right there, I would have stood, stood on the ropes and took a few shots. Up until this point, I was winning this round. And this is a prime example, last 30 seconds of a round that, that I've, I've let Warrington win. Yeah. But and that's what's happened, I let him win this round. Of course, little stuff like time up, you know, just turn him, get off the ropes, have a little walk. You've, you've, you've got to try find those little areas where you just stop them from doing what they're trying to do. Um, See, there you've done that perfectly, but it's almost, it's almost <laughs> after. 20 the, seconds after to all the work's done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So why do you think you're not doing that? Are you just in the midst of... Of the action, what I don't it? know to be honest. It's a hard one to answer. Um, I don't know. Machoism. You see, now that was a good example of one of those rounds yeah. where it was a very close round and then Josh was finished stronger. But you know, going back to my point about hoping that Josh would punch himself out because I was thinking <laughs> he really, it, you know, and Carl was hurt. So was, the more Josh piled on the pressure and punched himself out in a way while Carl wasn't getting stopped mm. was good in our favour in the sense that in the last third of the fight then I was hoping we could have put our foot on the gas and, and stepped on he paced it very well though got to be honest Sean O'Hagan to, to his credit was giving some Look at that. That's very just... concise instructions so this is where you got stuck on the ropes Carl just yeah. the replay and now. This, is, this is the last half a minute of the round and up until this stage I probably won the round and now this is easily a Josh Warrington round just because of the last 30 seconds so in this position best thing to do is hold on turn him move away push his head down just do whatever just don't stop him from doing yeah, what he wants to I, do I, I just stood with my hands up and give him a free target it's it's pretty novice basic stuff that I'm getting wrong here but in a, in a weird way just just for, again for our audio listeners on the podcast we're into round 7 now uh, of the fight between Josh Warrington and Carl Frampton 22nd of December watching it uh, back for the first time with Carl uh, and his trainee Jamie Moore and um, I mean, you're critiquing yourself, but it doesn't seem like anything that you're not capable of doing. Does this make you sort of burn a bit more for a rematch? 100%. I'm only seven rounds in. You know, we've just passed the halfway point. Um, But I'm watching this fight, and the things that I want myself, the things that I want to do, I can do them. They're simple things. That last round, all I had to do was hold on and remove away, and I've won the round. Because it wasn't like seconds. he never did them. It wasn't like to Gale and Newbank last weekend. This is very much, you're seeing him do it in pockets and bursts. Yeah. It's just that at times you're making the wrong decisions. And and we had this conversation over over New Year. F- for me, it, it was a little bit like an an inexperienced thing. And, and that sounds a bit stupid to yeah. say, considering the level Carl's, you know, competed and won at. But he hasn't, you know, when you look at somebody who's achieved what Carl's achieved, they've usually had double the amount of fights what Carl's had. So, as far as it goes, for me, this was not being as experienced as he could have been in these certain situations. Mm-hmm. And you'll he'll learn so much from this fight. So this is where you see Josh was moving to his right a lot yeah. in round seven. I just wonder whether you'd stung him with a couple of right hands in the previous round and he just made him be a little bit more wary well, of, of the backhand. It could have been a good... You know, a good tactic for from Sean O'Hagan as well to keep moving that direction. Um, we don't know, but 
you know, we're almost two minutes in there round. I'm winning this round so far. But just um, get the sense, Jamie, don't you, that the, the gap closes as the as the round progresses. Each yeah. round, the gap starts wide, and then you progress to kind of mid to short range, and then suddenly he's on top of you like we see now. You can see the tempo of his feet change, and he sort of edges himself closer and closer, and then once Carl feels like he's getting that close, he then decides to engage like this, you know. I've done okay in this exchange. It's easier done, though. And, yeah. the, and you know, it's, it's all right, I was sort of stood here now watching you saying you shouldn't be exchanging there, but some of it's fatigue, some of it's pride, and, and some of it's just trying to dissuade him from coming forward as well. And he's pretty—he's a, he's a bigger fighter than me, but he's good at getting his head down and low. He often presses his head into your yeah, into your and, neck I, and I'm I'm up above him. Um, he's a he's a more clever fighter than people give him credit for. That exchange there between the both of us, I, it was it was pretty even, I think. We both landed a shot there, and I've held on, which I should be doing. So last sort of seven or eight seconds now of round number seven as we head into the break. Um, Jamie, tactically, how aware are you of, of the injury at this point? Did you have any inkling that something might be wrong? I had no, I had no idea about it until afterwards. So, uh, and it wasn't, you know, blatantly obvious that he, he wasn't able to to use his his legs as much as he'd have liked or, or we'd have liked. But um, I think I gave myself that round as well, by the way. Five two. I think we might see Barry Jones' scorecard um, shortly. They usually do in between seven and eight. Yeah. I seem to remember, so maybe we'll see uh, how he's got you. But yeah, I think you—I think it was something like five-two at this stage on, on most people's scorecards. That was certainly consensus. Yeah. Um, I remember going to the—I ho- went to the hospital after the fight, and uh, just talking about the leg, and my head was pretty swollen. That's the reason why I went to the hospital. And I tried to turn round, standing at the desk in reception. I tried to turn round. Uh, Barry gave me that round. I tried to turn him, and my I kind of collapsed not collapsed but my leg yeah, kind of gave way yeah. and people thought it was my head did you Jamie? they thought it was like I, what's I, going on I, with us I, I, I was the one who said listen let's just go to hospital just turn the safe side I don't think there's anything wrong but you know you can't be too safe better to be safe than sorry um, and I wanted him on a drip to be honest it was such an exhausting fight um, I just wanted to make sure that he was okay but but yeah I, I didn't think it was his head to be honest he, he had mentioned his leg by the time we got to the hospital be honest with me there Mouth guard wasn't put in at the beginning of the round. Was that was that a little bit of time saving? He's <laughs> smiling. Not, not, not on my part. Maybe, maybe on Kerry K's or Nigel's. That's that's what you call experience. <laughs> yeah, of course it is. And you know, people forgive you for for utilising those in a difficult fight. Yeah. Um, I'm not good at putting a gum shield. It back could have been. I'd say. Do you know what? Decision out of my hand. I'd say that's a that made up in a, a Kerry K's move to steal a few seconds. That's wisdom, you see. Remember, She'd have uh, done it in between the first and second, right? <laughs> <laughs> Shoelace undone. And seven, eight, 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 So you got caught there, Carl, beginning of, of round eight. I seem to remember you putting a lot into this round. You're now standing in trading, digging the shots into the body. How hurtful were the body shots? I wasn't hurt, if I'm being honest. I wasn't hurt to the body. I, did, I, didn't, I wasn't hurt to the body. Um, I've, I've, I've toughened up in the old body era, and I give that... I credit Stevie Bell, but he dropped me with two body shots at the very start of my career. As a, as a, I hadn't had a pro fight. Um, dropped me with two body shots, two days in a row, back-to-back days, and I haven't been really properly hurt with a body shot since. And we had Akib Fiaz, who was the main sparring partner for the fight, and he's a good body puncher as well, so he made sure he was conditioned down there. I sparred well for the fight, didn't I? Like, really? You know, I was happy with the sparring. That's another thing I've said. Like, If I had been beaten up whole camp, and then had the fight, and the fight turned out the way it did. I'd have probably retired, if I'm being honest, but I, I performed well in camp 
Um, the fight didn't go my way, and uh, that's why I'm. That's why I want to change things. I mean, I, I'd say trading here. I'm, I'm having an okay round here. You're having a really good round. You can see you're fighting with your heart rather than your head, yeah. and you, you can you can Christine's not. Look, look, look at Christine. Oh, flip's sick. She's looking at someone behind her. <laughs> you see, you see uh, if 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 you'd have sat out in this fight the, with the mindset you did against Denaire, oh. you, you'd have never in a million years did that against Denaire because you respected his I power was, too Yeah, much. I was so cautious of Denaire's so, part. And, and, and that's what I'm talking about, the mindset of it. You went into the fight with a different mindset and that's why you ended up in that situation yeah. early on, which then evolved into this situation. And is that ultimately why you started that first round so relaxed? Because you just thought, actually, if I catch a couple, maybe I don't know, I don't know, um, but that probably, probably is right. Because the reputation for power creates tension, doesn't it? Of course, it, it does. Exactly, and, that, and it, that's why I used Denaire as an example because Tommy Coyle going we ballistic. Respect his, we respected his power. Or hundred percent. If this fight, if they, if they had a rematch, one hundred percent. Your mindset would be different, and you Definitely. wouldn't you, you you wouldn't make the same mistakes. I won that round as well. So, I, although although I'm thinking, although I'm thinking that during this fight, you know, there's no way of coming back after eight rounds. I have it five three. Yeah, agreed. Which isn't you know, it, it's doable to come back. And this is what I was. So I remember saying to you at the end of the third round, at the end of the eighth round. This is the last third of the fight. Now we need to we need to win these rounds, which is true because yeah. it is a real close fight. In my head, I thought the fight's gone, uh, and I don't know. I don't know if that's a lot to do with the, the leg, and and that's why I should list, always listen to your coach. I know. Strangely, strangely, <laughs> Dave. Uh, not sounding like a smart. Ass, no, you're yeah. right. Went through, from the outside looking in, you always get a better vision. But I think I couldn't. I couldn't do a lot of what I wanted to do. No, and in these particular nutritional fights, I knew that. I knew that in the corner because yeah. because at the start of the fight, like you mm. must have to rely on in a fight like the Matthew Macklin fight, you must have to rely on Oliver Harris in your corner to to tell you how it's going, and you have to trust that. I, I remember getting back to the corner at the end of the sixth round, I think it was, and sitting down, going, "I can't do this," and he just told me to shut up and take me deep, big deep breaths. And thirty seconds later, I was I was fine. You know, you need. We have these little sayings in the gym, and a cool head in a hot kitchen is one of the ones what I like to use, and would have been perfect in this situation because the atmosphere was unbelievable. The the tempo of the fight was massive. You need to try and stay relaxed in those in them situations. So into round nine now, Cole. Obviously, you, you, Barry Jones has, has a has a round in it. Yeah, That's which you would close. never have believed at the time. Nah, nah. yeah. So we're now. Uh, like Even that in. last round, the eighth rounder, which I'm watching back now, and I'll, I'll give it to myself. But in the fight, I'm probably saying to myself, I lost that round. It's, it's really hard to, to judge a round when you're actually involved in it. Because physically, you didn't, you wouldn't have felt great. You would have felt tired. Yeah. You know, you're constantly recovering. So, and, and if you think about how Josh would have been feeling, Josh would have felt quite all right, really. Mm. You know, he, he, he's so even though he's losing rounds, he's not getting beat up. So. His interpretation of the fight would have been more positive than yours was. Yeah, that's not, doesn't really reflect on scorecards. Though. Do you know what? I'd love to get Christine to watch this fight back again as well. I don't know if she'd agree with that. Maybe not, but I don't think it's uh, so far. It's not as kind of as brutal as I had it in my head. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, because you you only live it through your memories and the pain. You know. You're yeah, in. yeah, yeah. I, I mean, think Thames can't. 
time kind of warps things and other people's opinions and stuff warp it and and you just feel like it was but it's one side it's con- a convincing win for him mm. but there's there's things that I don't okay in that fight a few little changes the sixth round for example if I if I didn't have that barrage on the ropes in the sixth round and I'd have won the round Barry Jones now has a level at this point you know what I mean yeah you see there like Josh goes on the back foot there and he's trying to go for a little breather and Carl covered the distance and sat in the pocket, which you you wouldn't want that. You, no. You'd want him, you know, keeping it long on the end of that jab. And just as you say that, that's just kind of what you're doing, just keeping it here. But then it's it's that, like you say, it's just sitting down. As soon as Josh steps in, there he is taking yeah, those two steps back. Yeah. That's what you better, need. Yeah. It is interesting, though, what you're saying about... He looked a little bit more tired this round as well. And I think I think because the eighth was so attritional, it took yeah. a lot out of you, you put a lot into it. And that's what a lot of people started to, to say. I think the commentators at that point said that you were starting to get really tired. Running on empty and stuff, I remember hearing that. I, I, I think that was unfair to say. Yeah, you see, look at Josh here, though. The last 30 seconds, again, puts his foot down and, and just tries to catch the judge's eyes. It's good tactics. He's just, he's just thrown as well, you know what I mean? A lot of his shots, uh, a lot of them aren't placed. He's just thrown. And even if they're, some of them are landing clean, some of them aren't, but... They're landing, they're hitting arms, and it's just good, and it's eye-catching. But it is, but, but the only reason he's able to throw, and even if they're landing on gloves, is because you're there, yeah. in front of him. And that, of that, was the, his, that was his round. And of course the crowd are, are reacting when when he's throwing such big barrages of shots, even if they're just clipping top of the head gloves, and, and yeah, a lot of, of those shots are muffled. I mean, when you sat midway back from the stadium, you, you can't see if they're clean shots or not. It's not It's not easy to see if they're clean shots sometimes if you're ringside, because especially when he's throwing seven, eight, nine punch combinations, when you see a jab coming through there, just looking at the replay from round number nine, One, then the right hand gets through. But it was just it was just such a melee of action. He's just like a whirlwind at times. There was no almost no thought process. It was just I'm in I'm inside and I'm going to open up and I'm going to throw whatever I can. I'm going to hit whatever I can. Yeah. So, but and, and but again, that's what he's good at. That, yeah. that that's the the part of his style which he's good is the fact that he makes you fight his fight. Did you look at Christina, your, your dad, or your mum? No. At any point? No. Someone someone give Christina a bit of stick on Twitter. She shouldn't be at a fight if she's going to behave like that. Behave like what? She's watching her husband in a fight that he's losing. Wasn't Eubank uh, Senior, was it? No, yeah. No, it wasn't. Um, <laughs> but, you know, people just like to make themselves heard on social media and they give stupid opinions. I didn't notice Christine. I didn't, I'm didn't. i not looking out of the ring. I'm completely focused on on Josh Warrington. That wasn't a bad shot. Right hook there. Good left hook as well. See, Barry's got it 87-85 at this point with, with three rounds to go. So really, you, you need to kind of secure two of those rounds to, yeah. To, yeah. to bring it level. So just looking at the two of you kind of exchanging at distance, which is kind of one of the unusual parts of the fight, really. A lot of it's, lot of it's taken place up close. And all the time, again, Jamie, doesn't matter how far into the fight we go, all the time the exchanges take place at distance, that's when Carl seems to have the upper hand. Yeah. Yeah, and if if we we was able to to maintain that throughout, it obviously it would have been a different sort of fight. But again, Josh is very good at imposing his style on you, and you have to find those little areas and pockets to stop him and shut. I keep saying the same things, but shutting that door in his face, you know, you just have to stop him from from being able to walk into punching range and let his hands go. This is, a, again, just a case of me standing there and letting him do what he's best, what he's best at. It's like... You've got to, you've got to rate the engine of the guy because the number no, of sort massive, of 15, massive, 20 punch man. flurries that he's throwing, it's well, unusual. I said it at the beginning, you have to give him massive credit for being able to 
impose his style on you like that. Um, you know, Carl's good enough to, to, you know, he knows the tricks, how to stop him from doing that. But be, being able to do it under fatigue, in, in stress when your body's, you know, shattered, they're two different things. It's even this, like the, the way he's, he's sort of throwing a 15, 20 punch flurry, but then he's just gone for a little walk for yeah. sort of 35, 40 seconds laterally. But I guess at that point, you're almost grateful for the breather as well. Uh, yeah, I prob- probably, probably am. I'd say that's pretty accurate. But, um, no, I just, just, you know what I mean? This is just stupid stuff, really, is from me. Winging again. But, see, I, 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 I expected the last third of the fight to be like that. I didn't expect any of it to happen in the first sort of seven, <laughs> yeah. eight rounds because mm. I expected Carl to not allow him to do it. And then as the fight progresses, you both get tired. But I, I thought by that point in time, I'll have a big lead on the cards and I don't mind him exchanging like that. And, and of course, you haven't planned for a power puncher, and you, you also assume a bit of the snap's gone out of the shots at that point. So, Absolutely, you know, it makes yeah. it a crowd pleaser for the fans. It, it you know, it makes headlines and, and gives gives people their money's worth at that of stage course, too. Of course, I've got to admit, you know, I've I've always liked Josh, and I've known him for many years. Steve Wood has managed him, but as, as ter- in terms of respect as a fighter, my my it's gone through the roof for yeah. me after this because I know how good Carl how good a fighter Carl is and for him to be able to impose himself on him like that he's, uh, he's getting my, a lot of my respect I think you're right as well and I think there was a there was a narrative going in that although he was he was excellent on the night of Lee Selby that Selby was a bit dead at the weight and we know he was because we've seen yeah. his last two or three performances but I guess I think he's problem, still an unproven fighter Josh is, White then that's is. the thing yeah and again he went up a level between between Selby and, and yourself and maybe that's what like if you if you watch his fight which was only a number of fights ago what four fights ago maybe against Kiko Martinez it's very very close and Kiko's someone who I beat you know I stopped him once and beat him pretty convincingly the second time Josh Warrington, even from that fight, which is what two years ago, he's a much more improved fighter. Much more improved yeah, he's, fighter. He's coming into his prime now, isn't he? What is he? Twenty-eight. Mm. Yeah, that was the other thing. They made a big thing about the age gap. It's only three years really between you. Not a huge amount because he's had quite a a long road to to success, really. Yeah, and I don't, I don't, I, I don't even know how many fights Josh has had, but numbers wise. You know, the top, similar going, to me, I think. Going, yeah. going back to the experience thing, everyone looked at Carl going massively more experienced, which he was in in one sense in terms of the standard level, yeah. of fight he's been involved in. But as as far as rounds go, you know, because Josh hasn't um, stopped that many people coming through. He's got probably got double the amount of rounds under his belt. Yeah. So we're into round eleven for those of you listening on the podcast. Um, two minutes thirty just ticking by uh, of round 11 and I, I always seem to do okay for about 30 seconds at the start of each round <laughs> <laughs> but I think he's lapped me <laughs> well he's he is working in bursts at this point isn't yeah, he? just yeah. taking his time picking his moment slowly and then it all sort of bursts into and then my hair at this point I think the fight's gone you know what I mean yeah, he's worked in bursts throughout and he does that he's done that in other fights as well in the Selby fight you know you have a perception of Josh after the fight because he fights in bursts and he throws so many punches in sort of one single instance but then when you watch the fight back there is pockets where he goes through his little walks and has his rest it's not like he, he works continuously throughout a full round the last sort of 20 seconds of our spell have been, have been good for me so you said that hold on point, that, see there instead of locking in I should be holding on mm-hmm. like I've done there and any sort of close exchange I should be holding on or moving away 
psychologically how difficult is it when a fighter goes for a walk like that and you know they're having a breather but actually you kind of want one as well that's the point really where you need to will yourself forward but it's it's hard isn't it yeah of course you know what going back to you you mentioned the Macklin fight before that was one of our tactics for the Macklin fight because Oliver had said to me he, he, he lets his hands go then he goes for a little walk has a breather then he goes again in between, you have to jump right down his throat. So the reason he, the fight was like it was was for that reason. And, you know, ideally, we'd have been able to do that with Josh. But, again, the start of the fight took so much gas out of your tank early on in them first three yeah. rounds. This is, you know, no disrespect. And I don't want to sound deluded or anything. But just watching this back, with a few changes, this is a winnable fight. You know what I mean? Going from, from what the perception that people have... And being so one-sided, and it was one-sided, but a few changes. This is a winnable fight. Well, no doubt in my well, mind. Like like I said before the fight, you can win this big on the cards, but it won't be physically easy. And that, and that's the interpretation I had of the fight before, and would would be that for you to be moving, getting him on the way in. Anytime he tries to exchange, time up, get off that centre. But you know, the um, you live and learn. You live and learn. There was a few, a few, uh, close enough round this one. Well, nah, winding round again. Getting finishes the stronger the two. Yeah. Smile on your faces. You go back to. I think I'm smiling because I'm like, you know, dickhead. I've just fucking, <laughs> I've just lost that round, which was reasonably close until the last sort of five seconds or even. You, you sort of your form started to go towards the last 30, 45 seconds, mm-hmm. and that's fatigue. Yeah. Uh, you know. Did you have the? It's not things what can't be fixed. Yeah. Did you have the conversation at this point, Jamie? You know, you think you've got to stop him. It's a hard conversation, isn't it? That it especially is. when you know he's got a great deal I, in the tank. I, I, I didn't think it was going to be a case of him being able to stop him. I think I said a round or two before. You need to win these last four rounds yeah. to win the fight. Um, I said something along the lines of, "You're going to have to dig deep here. I'm not asking you to do something that I've not done myself." Um, but. I, I can't give him enough credit for the way he pushed on and soldiered on towards the end because it was so, so tough physically. So the bell, and the one thing we, we must say between you two is as much of a war as it was, you touch gloves at the beginning of every round, big hug at the beginning of the 12th, nothing but respect the whole way through. No, there has been. And, and that's, it's, a, it's a fight, that's all it is, and it's a sport. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I knew I knew I had to I had to win big this round, knock him down, stop him, probably stop him. Um, no, no kind of indication though that was a problem, wasn't it? That you're not hitting really with anything to that point that you'd met that it's visibly indicated sh- that shook him, did his boots or anything? Mm. No, no. no. Not, you, there'd been no sort of encouragement by by wobbling or anything like that. So. That's the first. I remember. I remember that. Look at my head was swelling there instantly. I was on the side of my head. Look at that. This is the deepest you've had to. Yeah. Is this as deep as you've had to dig in the career this round? Uh, probably Santa Cruz fights. Uh, I knew they were all pretty close and they were similar, but um, this similar to the second Santa Cruz fight. Once the final bell went, I just knew you know I had one. Christine is uh, is very much head in hands at this point. Yeah, Carl as well. A minute in this round, and I've won the first minute so far. Still not as tough as a triangle, though. <laughs> no, it's triangle down. Yeah, there a minute in the round, but 15 seconds later, I'm losing it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's just stupidity. Me just standing still and allowing him to 
walk away and just let his hands go. You sort of lull you into a full sense of security in those opening minutes by just not doing a great deal, just moving yeah, around potentially, and yeah, I think so. Kind of letting you dictate a distance, mm. and then suddenly just thinks, right now it's time to go to work. Yeah, the referee's just telling you to watch your heads there. I don't think there was too much in the way of head clash. Or well, your heads came together in that. Yeah, a I, lot don't on the inside. Were, I don't think there were purpose. You know, he's not. He's not nasty with his head no. but he, he fights pretty low and he comes in and, and and a type of fight like this you're going to bang heads that's just the bottom line yeah yeah it's certainly together on the inside moving left and right and yeah it's usually the smaller fighter comes off better in mm. fights like that but the shape of my head compared to his was a look, <laughs> look at the steel to me there like you know what I mean mm. I look like an English bull terrier so 40 <laughs> seconds to go how, how aware are you of time in each round ah, you kind of know what three minutes are don't yeah. you when you've been boxing all your day so you are aware of, of when a round's approaching I, and I think it's very evident that Josh is so used to in, he must do it on a daily basis in the gym the last 30 seconds are always a big 30 seconds first minute he, he knows he, yeah. he's like ingrained in him you can see as soon as soon as every time I'm looking at the clock and he starts to go to work there's always 30 seconds left now whether there's a word from his corner or you know a little trigger word or whether it's just instinctive to him but he always finishes the last 30 seconds I mean as difficult as it's been to watch what a brilliant fight this has been for the fans I mean it's, it was headlines the next day that's the final bell you both come together and embrace and that was that was the great thing that from, from start to finish there was nothing but respect and I mean, that's two champions, isn't it? Of course it is. You, re- regardless of whether you win or lose, you've been involved in a fight what's going to go down in boxing history as one of the best title fights in this country. Mm. What did you say to him there as you came together? Uh, I think I said, try to be all poetic and said something like the changing of the guard or something. <laughs> something like that. Um, but So you knew you lost yeah, no, I knew I lost. I, I didn't even think for a second that it was it was close, if I'm being honest. And I, I'm scoring it now. I scored it nine rounds to three in favour of, of Josh. Um, and probably three rounds that could have went my way. Um, there was at least were, five rounds where you was on the way to winning him mm. and, and he nicked him in the last 30 seconds. So yeah, a little, yeah. little burst in, in the sort of in the middle of the round and then yeah. finish the last 30 yeah, strong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But and again, you've got to give him a huge amount of credit because tactically they got got it, you know, pretty much spot on. Yeah, I was saying to you before the cameras came on, I, I sat down with Richie Woodall and watched his fight against Roy Jones in the '88 Olympics for the first time. I think it was in 30 years. He'd never watched it because he said he was disappointed losing losing it at the Olympics to Roy Jones. But he watched it back yeah. and he said, "Blimey," he said that was much closer than I ever remembered. How do you feel? What's the discrepancy between what you remember and I what think, you actually I think said? I uh, should have been a draw. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh, no, uh, yeah, in my head, I suppose it was more brutal than than it actually is watching it back, and that's saying something because it was pretty one-sided in terms of a win for Josh. But um, I had it, I had it worse in that, if, I, if you know what I'm saying. Mm. I had it, I had it much worse than that. You know, I think as a fighter, you always you always have that perception anyway, even when. You know stuff like I remember myself as sparring. You'd, you'd spar and you don't. You think you didn't spar that great, mm. and then you watch it back on tape and you think oh, I did much better than I thought. Then yeah, your perception of it is always worse than it actually is. But you know, for me, watching it back is pretty much exactly the same as I thought on the night. I thought he pulled himself back into it well, made it competitive. Josh finished the round stronger, um, but he, uh, like I say, they got the tactics spot on. I. Uh 
yeah, yeah, I lost the fight, but with changes, um, that's that's a fight that I could win, and it's as simple as that. It really is, and that's why I'm still doing it. Josh Warren's a very good fighter. I give him all the credit in the world, but um, look at this. You know what I mean? There's five or six unanswered shots. Well, you heard it here first. Potentially, the the rematch is on the cards. I mean, Josh Josh presumably would take it because it was a great fight. You know, there's no there's no obstacles in making that rematch. Is there? Well, he's obviously got to take care of his mandatory first. Mm. With, you know, Kid Galad, which it's not an easy fight, but I, f- I think it's the fight I think Josh should win. Yeah. So. Um, I, I'd have no issue with moving forward. I think it'd be a great fight for the fans. Um, it's like you say, it's a it's a it's a good fight. It's a competitive fight, but I'd be very confident going into the rematch if it could be made. Good man. Well, final thoughts then, Carl. Um, final thoughts. Uh, I think that everything happens for a reason, and uh, I let Josh win the fight just so I can get another couple of big fights for the end of my career. No. <laughs> I um nah look it just I was comprehensively beaten, but with changes I can I could beat guys like Josh Winden and Leo Santa Cruz and Valdez. If I perform like that against any of the boys I mentioned, I'm not winning the fight. There needs to be big improvements, but I I know that I know that I can do it. I, re- I genuinely do. And credit to Josh. I hope he goes on and and beats Kid Galahad. Um Hopefully, you know, potentially we could do it again in the future. Who knows? What would you say to Christine when you go home tonight? I'd ask her to watch it. Well, watch the podcast. Just so she knows how much I love her. <laughs> um, I don't think you'll get to watch it. No, probably not. But um, it's not as, I think, you know, as, as, as time elapses, things in your head become more cloudy. And I think that the fight probably wasn't as brutal as as me or Christine had it on the night. Good man. Well, thanks very much for sitting through it with us, guys. Absolute pleasure. Jamie, thanks for your time coming down. No uh, Carl, pleasure as always. Uh, and thank you for watching uh, and listening as well. Remember, you can catch House of Rugby uh, on Joe every Wednesday. But this has been TKO with Carl Frampton, round five, done and dusted. We'll see you again in a week's time. You've been listening to TKO on Joe, together with 32 Red.